Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And today we have with us the beautiful Kayla Angelus. Hey, Kayla. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Listen, you actually are our muse Mm -hmm. for why we are doing this new series anyway, um, which we are calling just a body image series. Um, We want to talk about this because way back when we did our sex talks, you wrote out a question that revolved around body image. And although yours was the first question that we received around this idea, around this topic, we then had a succession of similar concepts and similar questions. And so we made a mental note back then where we were like, we should do a body image series. And what better time than heading into summer to kind of be doing some exploration in this area. So you are our first guest. Um, we probably will have maybe three um, that we will kind of dig in through, maybe do like kind of just some different life stages and kind of lifespan in this kind of topic and area. But to get started today, would you mind just telling us just a little bit about your journey in this area and um, maybe even press into like why you even posed the question in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so I am 29 years old, almost 30 and have, um, really dealt with this issue of body image for most of my life. From what I can remember, um, I, uh, growing up, remember that, um, I was kind of a heavier kiddo, not from the very, very beginning, like up to like five or six, I was pretty, I look back on pictures and I'm like, oh, but like you can see it in elementary school starting Mm -hmm. to just like plump out a little bit. And it probably wasn't a big deal to me then. And it probably wasn't a big deal to those around me. But just looking back at pictures, I can see kind of when it started to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was always one of the biggest kids in my classes, even in elementary school. And that is weight wise, but it's also height wise. I was one of the tallest girls always in the back for school pictures. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember getting my period super early. Mm -hmm. I was in fourth grade when I got my period. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, early. It's really early. I bet you didn't even know what to do. You're like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And my mom got hers that early too. So it's just, it was just a genetic thing, but uh, started puberty pretty early and got my boobs early. Mm. And (laughs) I remember getting some, getting some, being teased a little bit 
in later elementary school about like stuffing my bra and oh my yeah, gosh. that's just jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I remember in middle school and high school, especially, it's kind of the time when you start, you know, being interested in boys. I had a cru- I had crushes in elementary school, but really in middle school and high school, that was when I was kind of seeing people around me start to have boyfriends and uh, and then thinking, oh, I would like to have a boyfriend too. And I never did in middle school, in high school, and even through college. And I'm not sure that anyone ever said it, but I connected it with my body image and the way that I looked. Eventually people caught up with me in height, but I was still um, one of the heavier people in my friend group. Um, after co- after high school and into college, I gained a, the freshman 15, they call it, but I gained like 30 or 40 pounds after that. And um, it just was what it was, but I always remember having this idea of, you know, summer breaks coming, I'm going to have more time. I'm going to get active. I'm going to lose weight. And then when I come back, it'll be different somehow, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially in the area of boys or, you know, having a boyfriend, like somehow that was connected in my mind was that if I lose weight, then it will be, uh, people will like me, especially boys will like me more. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was right up around 200 pounds when I was in high school or not high school in college. And, um, when I started doing actual practicums because I was a education major. So when I started getting out of my college classrooms where I was sitting all day into classrooms with actual students where I was walking and chasing after kids and, um, not able to, you know, you had designated times when you could snack and all that kind of stuff. I, I lost weight and I stopped working at Starbucks. I was working there. That is just a terrible place to work if you want to lose weight because you just have access to so many yummy things. Mm. Um, it I smells so good. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Free drinks all your whole shift. Yeah. It was so. Um, but yeah, I lost weight and I lost quite a bit of weight 60 to 70 pounds. At one point, I was down 70 pounds. And, um, that felt great. It, I felt like my confidence shot up. Um, I was no longer the tallest person. So that kind of part of my body image was a little bit, um, it had been answered a little bit mm-hmm. in that I didn't, I wasn't taller than all the guys around me anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like, okay, this is all coming together. I feel like my body is like taking the shape that I think that it should. Um, and at that point, I did for the first time that I really remember have somebody, a, a boy, express interest and ask me out. And I went on my first date and had my first kiss. And um, this was all when I was like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was almost like confirmation in that moment. I was just thinking, like, that A-B correlation was just confirmed for you. So this is what I need to look like in order Mm. for this to happen. And that relationship didn't didn't last. Uh, But I um, kind of 
maintain the like the physical activity level and it felt really good to be um the size and to see myself the way that I did in that season felt really good so I worked really hard to keep exercising to eat wisely but still like enjoy I never cut out sugar or things like that like I just have such a sweet tooth but um I uh, a couple years later down the road, I did do some processing through like um, how my worth was related to the way that I looked in that season mm-hmm. because I could I, I saw the connection being made in my head with like, okay, I am this size now guys like me. Mm-hmm. This is what it takes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that I really got to the bottom of it. I was also dealing with some anxiety and I really took time to process through those sorts of things, um, more so than body image type Mm -hmm. stuff. So, um, fast forward to, um, 2018 and I was 26 and, uh, started dating my now husband. And, um, Again, I was about the same size. Um, I'm actually a couple inches taller than him. So that kind of came back for a little while. Mm -hmm. And that was funny because he sort of had a different, like the opposite side of that, the the male body image where he was self-conscious of his height because he knew that he was shorter than a lot of people around him. And so um, we were really open and honest about that, which was so, so good and helpful to kind of work through together at the beginning of our relationship because we both kind of came in with that um, height thing. But weight-wise, I felt pretty confident and um, we dated and eventually uh, got engaged. And I think at that moment, you start to think about like, or I started to think about something is coming that I've never experienced before. You know, I've never had that uh, experience with before. And and that was somebody seeing me naked. I mean, when I was a kid, obviously, but not since then. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like I wore swimsuits around other people, but still even when I was um, at my smallest was really self-conscious about being in a bikini because I felt like I had some loose skin from losing weight and Mm -hmm. things just weren't as tight as I wanted them to be, but I could cover it up with a one piece. And that was um, how I dealt with that pretty much. So now processing and thinking about, well, this is coming, we're going to get married and we're going to um, have sex and we're going to see each other. And Um, I think just the nature of our relationship, uh, my husband is so, so, so sweet and so encouraging. And so, um, just every day tells me then, and now even tells me how attractive he finds me and how beautiful he thinks I am, but it doesn't necessarily answer the insecurities that are in my head. Um, and so, which is hard because I feel like they get frustrated about that because they're like, I'm doing all this. And because it seems like talk about the A plus B equals C, like, well, if I am saying this to her, then that should, you know, kind of ease and calm that. But it's not about that. It's something totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's something else going on inside of us. I don't know, something deeper. 
Mm. It almost is like a tension that we can live in, in recognizing that our significant other, we can trust, like, indeed, he does find me beautiful and he does find me attractive and that's awesome. But there's still this other part of us that's Mm. like, but I don't necessarily feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so like, you can say it till you're blue. Right. Like, and I, like, I have feel the same way sometimes like Tom will say the same thing and I'll be like I 100% trust that you mean that with every fiber of your being but if I'm having one of those days where I'm like you know I'm like but I definitely do not feel that inside of me yeah so there's a a definitely a tension there that we can live in yeah and I will say too this is probably this is long before we I started dating him and we got engaged but I held that fear for so long of if you know he likes me now he likes me this way but if I were to gain weight again Mm -hmm. and um, almost like go back to what I looked like in college then the attraction would stop the um feelings would go away and I would no longer be desired, desirable. I would no longer be Mm. worthy of somebody's affection in that way because I had already made that connection in my head. Mm -hmm. This is what it takes for me to be desirable. So Mm -hmm. if I go uh, the opposite direction, then Mm -hmm. no longer desirable. Yeah. And that way the opposite must be true. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to back up just for just for our listening audience here, just to kind of do a little bit of clarifying. So obviously, Kayla is a strong Christian woman. So we are talking about a woman who um, made a choice to commit um, her sexual relationship. She took um, seriously what, you know, kind of Jesus, the two become one concept. She took that seriously and waited for sex. And so and obviously when you share with us like your your dating journey and all that it's not like you had like a whole bunch of like it was really hard for you to you didn't have a whole bunch of experience with the dating component and then all of a sudden there it was right and now like you said now you are facing your sexuality because you're looking at this man who you're going to be marrying and and like the floodgates kind of open there so just to kind of have a reference point there because um i don't know if that's everybody's reference i mean sometimes um you know, almost the level of the insecurities will swing us hard the other way where we'll go looking for that Mm -hmm. and be, you know, and be almost desperate where we're like, I mean, I feel like in a way um, that was part of my story a little bit where I was like kind of desperate for that. Like, tell me I'm okay. Tell me I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm okay. Tell me I'm okay. So I would just like literally be like, what, what can I give you? Which is not great. And that's a whole other topic another time. But I, I, I'm just kind of trying to differentiate between sure. like for our Kayla's story, a context there. Um, and I interrupted you there. You were going to add something to that. What was that? Um, like, I don't know. I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with interrupting, but, shoot. but I did just want to give a context to that. So, so yeah, Kayla waited until she was married. So that's kind of why like this idea of like, Oh gosh, this is coming. Um, and is that kind of why, or is, I feel like, is that where you started asking the question? Because I wonder even if the year before, so not even just this past year when we talked about sex talks, but even the year before that, because you guys were dating or were you engaged? I mean, I wonder, I feel like there that was... That would have been the year you guys got married, because mm-hmm. we usually do it in February. And yeah, yeah, yeah. In February, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that the time before that when yeah. we did the sex talk would have been yeah. just, right around that yeah. married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what was that like, like to start spurring on those questions and that reality of like, well, 
uh, this is it. There's nowhere to hide. I'm going to be, yeah. you know, and even though Kenneth is so sweet and kind and loving, there was still this really, really deep narrative mm-hmm. of like, yes, but A plus B doesn't equal C here. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah, or what if it doesn't? Because you were saying like one of the fears was just that you're like, if I ever go back or if, this, if I don't look like this and I do look like that, I, it will be all over mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Like what got you? What made you ask the questions? What made you kind of explore the topic? Yeah. Um, I, this is a little off topic from body image, but always growing up talking of sex or thinking about it, or um, it made me very uncomfortable. And so for a long time, it was not something that I really touched as far as like thinking about or processing Mm -hmm. or preparing for, Mm -hmm. even in healthy ways. It was just like, no, (laughs) do not, do not, do not. And almost shame in like, if you do, that means that you are, there's something wrong with you. You're like, you're desperate, you're dirty. Mm -hmm. So like thinking about these things is bad in any context. Mm -hmm. So just shut it down. Um, And then obviously when you're engaged, that is no longer, I mean, you, you, for, for us, we were still not engaging but now we're like okay this is coming but it's coming yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a reality so, you have to figure out to flip a switch that yeah. had been yeah and flipping. so oh my goodness I Sorry. had I had good support I had good friends I had good mentors who I could go to and talk to and just say I'm freaking out right now or I have questions mm-hmm. or that kind of thing um but I just yeah, I think it was the reality of this is coming. And even in premarital and outside of that, we, Kenneth and I had talked about uh, fears concerning this, mm-hmm. expectations, you know, um, he didn't really have any expectations in it either because he was also inexperienced. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he and I were both kind of like, well, this is what I think, but I don't really know because know what to expect right so um but had some good conversations about it in premarital I mean as much as we can with what we knew you know um but did that answer that question Mm -hmm. I mean I it definitely makes sense to me so not only were you kind of especially if you were pressing into those fears so here you are you have to flip the switch because you're going to get married and here it comes Um, So you, not only were you dealing with and trying to kind of unpack this whole like idea that you had about sex because it was like red light, red light, red light, stop, 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 straight to green light, green light, green light, figure out how to get this thing to go. And then I, I, I love how you, I love how you were like, well, in the midst of this, here are all my fears. And it sounds like you guys did that together, which is really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we are talking about body image, so we want to talk a little bit how that does play into and how that did play into Mm -hmm. um, those fears and what that felt like um, and how, as you entered into the sexual relationship, like, how did you not, like you said, obviously Kenneth was very supportive, but what were you thinking? Like, I mean, were you, I I just can imagine, like, I mean, I just, I'm trying to remember back and I do remember 
like I was distracted by my own self a lot. Like as Brett and I were, um, you know, just walking into the beginnings of our sexual relationship as a married couple, I definitely was like, I was distracted by my body image and thinking of like, you know, I would, I would now looking back at pictures, I'm like, what was I so upset about? Like I looked great and I sure wish I could have just owned that. And I wish I could have just felt comfortable in my own skin and blah, blah, blah. Some of that's just experience, right? And life maturity and boots on the ground, years of boots on the ground. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't know. I mean, were you dealing with that as you guys like entered into your marriage and what did that feel like? Yeah. I felt like, um, I was probably most worried about being, disappointing or like him being disappointed Mm -hmm. when we got to our wedding Mm -hmm. night and we like, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is me. And just like not being what he thought or had hoped or, um, yeah, that was one of the biggest things. And I do remember talking about that with him, but it, whatever the things he would say would not necessarily alleviate my fears of totally well you can say that but you you don't know right (laughs) but you you don't know for sure yeah 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 and that didn't go away right away either that that kept on into you know months into our marriage and then COVID happened and we're at home and we're not going out and I'm not being as active and it's harder to find, Mm. like I'm, I'm working from home. And so trying to work out, but not to the same extent that I had in the past. And so in my own self feeling this Mm. race of like, I have to maintain, I have to Mm -hmm. keep this, Mm. my body looking a certain way in order for uh, him to continue to find me attractive or right. him to continue to be like satisfied in our physical relationship. And definitely during sex, I mean, there, and part of it was just not being comfortable with sex itself, but part of it was being uncomfortable with my body and thinking like, okay, if we do this, like, what's that going to look like? <laughs> oh my gosh. So true. We've all been there. That never goes away. <laughs> Yes. Or just my stomach, like, what if it like squishes weird and then he's like turned off and, um, or if my arms jiggle and there's like, yeah. So it didn't go away. And, um, there was a lot going on in that season for everybody. I think it's transition wise and changes and shutdowns and everything. Mm -hmm. So that was just one of the things Mm -hmm. that was difficult, but, um, I feel like, um, yeah, we talked a lot, open conversation. And like I said, Kenneth has always been super, Mm -hmm. super encouraging and really sweet. And so, um, did you bring that up with him? Like, did you say to yourself, well, I'm thinking this, like, even when we are together, like, I'm thinking like, well, what if this looks like this? Or what if that looks like that? Did you like share that? with him and like did you talk about because I'm just saying like the part of me wants to pause a little bit here because I I know for a fact that this happens to every single one of us mm-hmm. out there when we are having sex with our spouse I think we are thinking like oh my gosh like what 
do I look like? And I will admit even for myself, like sometimes I'll like catch like a glimpse from an angle or something of myself and I'll be like, oh, and I'll just be thinking. And now I am super distracted, which I think we also all know (laughs) as women, we can't really be distracted during that or we are out. Yes. And we are now we went to the store and we're going down the list of things. I mean, because for us, we can get pulled out of that, right? Like really, it takes a lot of concentration. So that is, I mean, I just think this is so real and this is something that we do not talk a lot about. And I want to know, like, where does this come from? Does it come from external images? I mean, I'm even thinking like the porn industry. I mean, I... I mean, I haven't seen a lot of porn in my life. I've seen some. And I'm thinking to myself, huh, like what on earth? Like, I don't even get like how, like how these, they must like, from what, what I saw again, you know, we're going a little bit off topic. Well, not, are we not going off topic? But I, from what I've seen, I'm like, how do they get these like perfect, like they must like require these bodies to be like a hundred percent perfect. Cause they're not normal bodies out in the world. They are, and it's not on a piece of paper. Like it's not like it's, um, you know, picture photoshopped, right? Cause it's whatever. Live it's, like a picture. it's live action. So I'm like, where does this come from? Cause that is not reality. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about the porn industry, right? Like it is giving an alternate reality and saying like, go over here, this will, you know, appease you, this will do blah, blah, blah. But in the meantime, it is wrecking. Like, I mean, it reminds me of in Joel, like the devastation of the locusts, like they come and they eat all the fertile ground. Um, and I'm like, no, no, no enemy get off, you know, get away from this area. But yet it seeps into us. It works its way into our lives. It becomes a thing that we think about and worry about. And it's on our minds and it robs, it robs us of that intimate, intimate connection. It robs us of that time and space with our spouse because we become so fearful and so worried. And I, I hate it. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more Amy what yeah. do you where are you at with that absolutely I agree with you 100% like when you were talking about the the porn piece of it like that is such a devastating thing um, to just our our ability to connect and um, it it definitely is this like you said this fantasy world because it's not a it's not reality yeah. of of what a real intimate relationship is and that's why it is so destructive when there is one spouse or another because women can have porn addiction also yeah when yeah. one or the other of the you know in your marriage is um struggling with that mm-hmm. because it just does so much damage to the connection and not and then just to like any addiction you know it's like you need more 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 and so just it does it does it does so mm-hmm. much damage so i think between that type of thing between like just this idea of like in society of what this quote unquote perfect female body looks like that like 0.1% of people have this body. Um, So that plays into it because we're bombarded with these messages Mm -hmm. of what Mm -hmm. beauty, physical beauty Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think you're absolutely right. The enemy is all up in that whispering that stuff in our Mm -hmm. ears Mm -hmm. about like how he's not going to find me attractive or, Oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. look how disgusting that mm-hmm. is, or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and playing into those fears that we already have. Yeah. And just like, for us, just giving us fuel to, in our minds, confirm for our spouse, basically, like, we're, we're just like confirming for them, like, yep, this is what he thinks. This has to be what he has thinks, to be because what he thinks. how could it not be? Mm-hmm. Right. 
And so I think that like all the affirmations, like I'm thinking to myself, there's a part of me, if I'm honest, where I am thinking not only, you know, Kayla, you had said, not only do you, you don't know, I'm actually thinking you're lying. Like, I don't know. Like there's a part of me that thinks when Brett gives me an affirmation, I'm like, you're lying just to make me feel some type of way. You just want to get my pants. Yeah. (laughs) You just, yeah. Or yeah. Or you want the problem to go away or yeah. Yeah. yeah, You just want to get my pants. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) it is. But, and, and, you know, it's not, and and again, so first of all, I want to clarify, like I am not saying that anybody in this room has a porn issue and we're not saying that your precious husband, Kenneth, has anything, has nothing to do with it. I went that way. I did take a hard left and I apologize, but I do think I'm trying to figure out where does that comparison in those moments when Mm -hmm. we are in the intimate act with our spouses and we're like oh my gosh I got a glimpse of myself mm-hmm. and I think largely does come from the porn industry I think it also comes from models and editorials and even our little fitness magazines and all this stuff where it's just like it should look like this and they are bombarded it bombarded with it too yep. even if they're like 100% committed to like I you know I'm not letting my eyes you know you can't unsee what you what you see. So they are committed to like not looking at porn either side, female, male, but they see in the grocery line, they see in the checkout line, we get bombarded with these images and those images take a toll on our own psyche and mess with how we feel and how we perceive ourselves and what we believe about ourselves. And it sucks. So true. Yeah. I think that for me, uh, what I think of when you guys are talking about porn and comparison in that way, I think it doesn't even have to be something like porn. I fall into the trap so easily of comparing myself, even just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. or Pinterest. Um, And there are times in just my life and in my own self-awareness that I have to stop looking because it's not even models and Mm. people that I don't know out there, you know, Victoria's secret models on my feed. It's my friends. It's people who I went to school with. It's Mm -hmm. family members, but, um, just, you know, even like seeing them at the beach, they're on vacation. They're posting a picture of themselves in a bikini. And I, I'm not excited about them because they're getting to relax and have fun. I'm comparing myself instantly. Like what, what would I look like in that? Or would I ever post that picture or just Mm -hmm. instant shame of like, that's not what my body looks like, Mm -hmm. Um, which feeds into marriage and sex because I don't even have, you know, pornographic pictures in my head. I just have pictures of people that I, that I know. And like, this is what they look like. I don't look like that. Or I don't feel like I look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, would, you know, and the questions come, would, would Kenneth find me more attractive if I did look like that? What mm-hmm. would it take to get like, to look like that? So then you go on Pinterest and you look up all the, the workout routines and the models on the pictures are super skinny with like perfectly toned legs and nice booties. And then it's like, okay, if I do this work, yes. (laughs) Like if I do that workout, I'm going to look like that. And then, you know, not getting those results right away or um, ever uh, exactly to look like that person because that's not how my body is made. Mm -hmm. Um, So that plays a big role in my own comparison, my own body image. That's probably one of the things that I struggle with the most still. 
Uh, and like I said, there are times when I have to be self-aware enough to know I just scrolled on Instagram for 10 minutes and I feel really terrible about myself. Mm, That's probably an indicator that I need to take a break. I need to get off of here for a little while. Well, man, I think we all need that self-awareness when it comes. I know Shan, you're not even on social media and good for you. Um, I, I've definitely like, I've stepped away from Facebook because I feel like it got really yucky and I still have Instagram, but I really just try to follow memes because they're funny, <laughs> you know, and, and animal videos. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like I try to be selective because it is so easy mm-hmm. to just get sucked into that comparison mindset and, um, you know, oh my gosh, I need to stop eating this or I need to do that or, um, oh be my gosh. Be more of this, be yeah. less of that. Yeah. And I go to that place of like, oh my gosh, what would my husband think if he saw that? Like, would he be thinking, mm-hmm. man, I wish my wife looked like that know, or yes. man, I wish that she would, you know, work out more than a couple times a week or, you know, whatever. Like I totally go to that, like really negative space of, of thinking that he, if he sees those images, then would think less mm-hmm. of me, Yeah, which is just, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard yeah. to battle that mm-hmm. within ourselves. And yeah, that's, I totally feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I take it to a place where, okay, I need to work out more. I need to eat better. And then it's fully shame based. I'm not working out because I love my body. I'm not working out because it makes me feel good. I'm not being active because I know that it's good for my brain and helps me with those um, anxiety hormones that get, that get built up in my head. I'm not doing it for those reasons. I'm doing it because I need to look a certain way and then it's entirely shame-based. So um, that is something that I still, it goes in waves usually, Mm -hmm. but you know, there are times when I can see it happening and then um, I spiral and then, you know, Kenneth and I are getting into more fights or having more discussions because he's confused. Like what is, why, what's happening? Why are you feeling this way or why are you reacting that way? And then it all like, it can just boil back down to like comparison and not liking the way that I look compared to another person. When you talk about that, like I, what is bringing up to my mind is just like this, this is, that is supernatural. Like to me, I'm like, this becomes supernatural and not in the good supernatural way, but like, this is the work of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, And just that, like that, that whispering that, you know, that just pointing out flaws, like, um, distracting us by creating a comparison component, um, just over and over and over and over. And honestly, you know, part, another part of the reason why we really wanted to do this series is because this is a, this is something that the enemy uses against us females and he's not super creative with it because it literally like works on Mm -hmm. all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet we all, we, we all have at least some level of struggle in this and it works. I mean, it he's like, this is so easy. It works. Look at them. They do it to each other. I don't yeah. even hardly have to do anything. Right. Like they're just yeah. looking, they're just following their friends lives. And right there, I'm just planting the seed of doubt and messing with, uh, yeah. and I just, I, I just hate that. I mean, and to remember that, you know, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against that world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, 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 and realizing that that is at play. There is a component there that is fully at play in this. Absolutely. And I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that actually like the enemy plays a huge role in that, like a massive, massive role between the messages that he's giving, like that he's whispering to us so that then we're like believing these things about ourselves, Mm -hmm. but then also in that other realm of like, he's doing this to other women also. So they're feeling insecure. And then we find ourselves attacking other attacking each other or talking bad about each other or making snide comments or because of our own insecurity correct it's our own insecurity that drives us to do that because Mm -hmm. of the like all the things that we are thinking about ourselves like oh it's gonna like i'm jealous or i'm envious or i'm insecure so i'm like lashing out at this person that i wish i looked like them Mm -hmm. or you know something like that so like i just feel like he is so in all of that, mm-hmm. in multiple different ways mm-hmm. to like help us stay stuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In that. And we just heard Kayla say, not only is it just with each other, women to women, but you just said that, and now you and Kenneth are fighting more because mm-hmm. you're feeling some type of way. I mean, and so it ends up like yeah, chipping away absolutely. at that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, ugh. Yeah. I know. He's such a jerk. Mm-hmm. Such a big jerk. But that's why we talk about this stuff, right? It's because we want freedom from it. We want to be able to, you know, borrow from each other wisdom and just um, story and just see how powerfully um, the Father comes alongside and how the Holy Spirit is working in us and mm-hmm. how we are, you know, kind of working hard to be. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am. I am. Ex- he delights in me exactly how I am. Not ten pounds from now, mm-hmm. you know. Not ten years from now. Not ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but exactly how I am. So I'm, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digress a bit, but I was like, whoa, mm-hmm, this yeah. is what I'm seeing in that space. So true. Yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. So right now uh, I am pregnant with our first baby Yay! and <laughs> I have always, always, always wanted to be a mom from the time I was a little girl. I remember that was something that I just knew in my belly, uh, that I wanted to be a mom. And so, um, but what I also kind of growing up and in my twenties now have been aware of is that this body image, uh, struggle has the potential to play into pregnancy and post-pregnancy and all, all that. So, um, I, remember uh when I when we when we when I first got pregnant when we found out that was one of the big thoughts in my head was okay how do I have this pregnancy but you know keep working out and maintain what I can and um they have like I said, I go on Pinterest and you start looking at baby stuff and all of a sudden now you've got all this baby, these baby things in your feed, but they have all these posts about how to have a belly only pregnancy where you only gain weight in your belly. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Shan's face right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. She looks utterly like disgusted. Yeah. Disgusted and appalled. So gross. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. No. Or even the, you know, you go to the doctor and they say, this is what's normal you know you should gain anywhere from with my bmi they told me 15 to 30 pounds is normal for what you should gain um so there's that number in my head that like okay if i gain up to this amount that's normal but if i go beyond that that means that i am that i've gained too much not normal yeah 
exactly right. like yeah. just oh, <laughs> going to Shut completely up. like balloon up um and so that has definitely been something in this season of my life that has continued to be a factor because I'm getting bigger and bigger, especially in the belly where the baby is. And um, there's so much of me that wants to see it as a bad thing. So much of me that looks at it or my jeans, I can't button them anymore, or this shirt doesn't fit anymore, or I can't wear this dress anymore because it doesn't fit over the belly and so it like looks weird and my boobs got bigger and so there were things that were tighter on top and now I'm like I don't know I thought oh that might be like kind of like nice but actually I'm finding that I don't like that because now it's just like <laughs> big boobs big belly and nothing fits and so it's hard at one of my struggles has been reminding myself like this is actually a good thing you are gaining mm. you are gaining weight you are gaining you know, your body is getting bigger and expanding because you have a little person, this little person that you've been looking forward to your whole life. Like, wow. Yeah. Inside of you. Yeah. Um, so there, that's been a huge part of my, um, just processing my prayer life, my just asking the Lord, like, help me to remember that this is such a good thing. Uh, and also realizing everyone's different. So you can say this is the range of weight that you should gain, but your body, my body knows what it's doing. And seeing mm. it in that way has been yes. really helpful to say like my body is um, the expert here. It is releasing all the right hormones. It is, um, you know, doing all the right things. It's uh, expanding where it needs to expand mm -hmm. to um, support this baby, to make this a healthy pregnancy, to prepare for after because, you know, there's the potential we're hoping, I'm hoping to breastfeed. So mm -hmm. that takes a lot of calories and that takes a lot of, um, it, it takes a lot from your body too. So even thinking like my body is preparing to be able to do that after baby um, has been really helpful. But but even in my relationship with uh, Kenneth, you know, I'll look in the mirror all of a sudden, you know, like be undressing or getting dressed in the morning and I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like that. I look huge today. And, you know, he doesn't see it that way but even that is like well I don't want to like for a long time we not we didn't not have sex but I wasn't the one initiating because I felt like I am not I don't feel sexy right now I don't feel good sure. about my yeah. body I don't feel like mm -hmm. how could he think that this looks like good mm -hmm. um and so continuing to play into that aspect of our relationship um, and just working, working through that as it comes up, like, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. it's still a good thing. It's still, your body still is working so hard to do this thing that you've been looking forward to and excited about your whole life. Um, and now I am uh, almost 35 weeks. So we have just about five weeks left until mm -hmm. due date. So the end, like the, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and 
now what I'm thinking through and having to kind of prepare myself for is what happens after, you know, um, I, again, on, am on Pinterest looking at like how to pack my hospital bag or, you know, ideas for the nursery, but these things pop up now that say how I lost all my baby weight in six weeks. And it's just like, Oh, that's the timeline. Okay. Six Whoa. weeks. No, please don't do that. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. I'm sure I was still wearing maternity clothes. <laughs> Six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> or even like the comparison still on social media. I have a lot of friends who've had babies, even within just the last year, year and a half. And they're not necessarily posting like that sort of message, but I look at them, I look at their baby, their baby is two months old, six months old, nine months old, just mm -hmm. turned a year and that this is what they look like. Well, they did it or, you know, just having an expectation or an idea of what that's supposed to look like mm -hmm. um, when they're completely different than I am, when their body's totally different and I have never done this before. So I have no idea what to expect anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so that is just currently where I am body image wise is kind of getting to this place where I'm a little more comfortable with my pregnant body and understanding that this is not the way it is forever. This is a good thing. This is healthy for my baby. This is what um, my body knows what it's doing. And then having to face the idea that, okay, once he's out, once my little baby's born, I don't have those same thoughts running through my head anymore. Yeah. And now there's a whole new set of expectations that I know I already have in my head from looking at social media or looking yeah. at, yeah. Um, looking at my friends posts or Pinterest mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. all the things. God, it's so interesting to me because like, I feel like this is maybe a pretty common theme with, um, women who are having babies in the sense of like, well, here is my body. My body is doing this thing. And you said, my body is the expert here, but then you're right. Like the second that this baby comes out, aside from the nursing factor, it's like now, I mean, my hope and my prayer for you is that you don't lose sight of this mm -hmm. because no matter where we're at, this is true. My body is the expert here. I wrote it down in case you're wondering why I keep saying this. I'm pointing to it on a paper because that was so good. Mm -hmm. um, our bodies and the way we are wired and made, He, mm -hmm. God made us on purpose to function in the way that is good for us to function, right? Mm -hmm. He gave us hunger cues. He gave us fullness cues. He gives all kind of things and he and and our bodies if we can if if and when we are co-laborers with him and trusting him in the midst of that and not overriding right mm -hmm. because the temptation here would be kayla to be like my body isn't the expert here i'm not going to be a co-laborer with the father who created me instead i'm going to do this plan over here that pinterest tells me to do and i'm going to drop the spot baby weight in six weeks and i'm going to wreck all the systems and mm -hmm. cause myself grief and da 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 and now, I mean, just like we said, like, and now the enemy is killing, stealing, and destroying your peace, your, probably your connection even with your baby because you're super distracted. I'm just, I'm going down a worst case scenario or some, uh, some way, somewhere that you could go that many of us have gone. Absolutely. And it, it, and it is, and he still wins in that. 
But I mean, I feel like this is just so crazy. What you said, my body is the expert here. If we could allow that to be true, no matter what we're doing, whether we're having babies or not, no matter what life stage we're in, we listen to our bodies. We trust our bodies. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm trying right now, like I'm, you know, heading into kind of middle age and I feel like I'm trying to trust my body mm -hmm. and understand the, the stage and the phase that I'm in to care for it. I mean, I'm not going to be willy nilly. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's good either. We're called to be good stewards, but to, to trust my body and be like, and I feel like I have to say that on a regular basis about my body. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I trust what you're doing. I trust your mm -hmm. present in this. I trust you want me to be healthy too. And that Holy Spirit, you're going to guide me and lead me and me to not override some of the things that my body's calling me to by, you know, doing the six week postpartum, like, you know, diet, baby diet or whatever. So, wow. I, I commend you. This is awesome. My prayer is that you will still be able to, you know, believe this. So mm -hmm. after, you know, Two weeks postpartum, I check in with you. Three weeks postpartum, I, check. I mean, you know, I want to check in and just be like, how are we doing? Are we able to trust? Are we able to trust that our bodies are the expert and that we can trust that we are made and wired in the way that it's supposed to go in a healthy way? Yeah. yeah it's not that. easy. Is that like really like, obviously yeah. I'm not of, you know, sure. I'm looking to have more babies, <laughs> um, but like just that my body is the expert, it like made me think about, um, like my, my healthy weight, you know, because I think we can get it in our mind, like, okay, at my height, I should like, this is like the weight that I should be. Right. And being able to recognize that like, that might be where, not where my body functions best, mm -hmm. right. For me to get to that number, I am going to be denying myself yep. certain things that I love to eat because I love food, you know, and I'm going to be not denying myself things, which is going to just make me Ranky. Yes. And you know, it's going to be like, I'm pushing myself physically, like working out maybe an excessive amount because I'm trying to get to this number yeah. when really my body naturally will sit at 10 pounds above that. And that is perfectly acceptable. And hang there naturally. And just, right? like, yeah. you don't have to think about it. Right. Just like Which I, tells I me work out, you know, I'm not eating excessively, you know, those types of things. I'm not super indulging in certain things all the time. Yeah. Uh, but if I want a bowl of ice cream, I'll have a bowl of ice cream type of mm -hmm. thing and be like, okay, like this is where my body has now been sitting for years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, and sometimes it goes up a couple pounds and like, I still feel good, but I think that like listening to our body of like my body will tell me you've been eating too much sugar. Yeah. And it'll yes. be like, like I can just feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I, my body isn't saying no more sugar for you. You just need to be a little bit more select about what we're doing here. Let's not have five cookies. Let's have two, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. those types of things, or you aren't moving enough. Mm -hmm. You need to like, you can feel it in your joints. You can feel it in your body. Like you need to be moving more and trusting our body in those things yeah. also. And yeah. being like, okay, I'm listening to what you're saying to me mm -hmm. right now. And mm -hmm. I'm going to honor that mm -hmm. because we need to be good stewards. Yeah. Like you were saying yeah. of, of our bodies and what, what God has given us, even if mm -hmm. maybe we don't necessarily love the way that it looks like maybe that's that thing. That's part of the bigger picture mm -hmm. is that we can start honoring ourselves regardless of where we are. Mm -hmm. I think that can open the door to like acceptance of like, okay, it might never be exactly what I envision being go. that yeah. perfection, yeah. but like really embracing yeah. this is who I am. And this is the body that he's given me. And these are the limitations that I have. These are the things that I really do well and like, I'm yeah. really strong in, and that is going to be different than somebody else. And that doesn't mm -hmm. 
make me less than or that person better because they can, you know, like look at Kristen Nelson. Like she's a runner. Like I could never run the way that Kristen does. Mm -hmm. I just can't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I can accept that. Mm -hmm. You know? So I've seen Chris 10 years older than me. Yeah. And she's 10 years older. I've seen 20 years older than you. I've seen that. (laughs) I I remember going to work at like six o'clock in the morning. There's Kristen running down the road and I'm like, slow. Dang. And she was, she was hopping in. And I was like, go girl, you do it. You know And I was like, it is six o'clock in the morning. She is dedicated, you know, but that's like what works best for her. That's not what would work best for me. Like, and just being able to recognize that honoring that. Yeah. And then it's going to be a learning curve. Like I think about for you, Kayla, like you've never done this before. You've never had a baby before and then postpartum before. So there will be a learning curve for you. Um, But I think holding on to this and just allowing that to be a thing is Mm -hmm. so, so good. And for some of us, it's not a learning curve. It's a matter of allowing our systems to reset. Mm-hmm. If you have never been hungry before and you don't know, and you are terrified of being hungry, trust that hunger cue, let it come, let it be a thing. Get curious with it. Mm-hmm. Hello, hungry. That's interesting. I don't really like you very much, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, or, or, or the, the satisfied cue. Mm-hmm. Like some of us miss cool. the satisfied cue and we go straight to, I'm in a barf cue. Right. And that's I'm not miserable good. because yeah. I just stuff And myself. now we don't sleep good and we don't all the, you know, all the things. So yeah. there are some reset buttons for some of us. Um, but, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is just such a valuable, like topic or concept to really grasp. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of like, I've heard people before talk about like intuitive eating or I mean really it's all just trusting those body systems that God has given us and allowing them to be boss and getting rid of like I even think like it goes back to like Amy Amy you said it you said well I'm my height my blah 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 I'm supposed to be this Mm -hmm. and Kayla you said and from this and from my BMI I'm supposed to be this I mean it's even like plugging our ears to that Mm -hmm. like nope I don't I don't know where you get that I'm sure but every body and you said this too Kayla every body is totally Mm -hmm. different and in yeah. science, med- medicine is helpful, yeah. but it isn't the be all end all say right. all. Like you can go. Sometimes to it doesn't where... make anything sense. Totally. It's like what? Yeah. What? I mean, yeah. you guys have met my husband. Like he's six four, and like he's not overweight. Like, but he he's a large man. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. broad shoulders. You know. Mm-hmm. By Navy standards, my husband is obese. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. And I'm like, and he's not even fat. Like, I just don't even get that. What? How is that? And it's just because of this, like system that they have in place this Mm -hmm. how they measure things for whether they can pass their you know physical training and all Mm -hmm. of that and i'm like that is asinine Mm -hmm. absolutely asinine like that is a part of the problem in society is people like you are being told number wise that they're obese Mm -hmm. like wow yeah no wonder we're all so screwed up about this topic and always questioning and feeling like we're never like measuring up in the correct way. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say just one more thing. Like for me, the thing that really um, brings me back is remembering what God says about my body. Mm -hmm. And I've gone to the point in the past where I've written down scripture on index cards and put it on my bathroom mirror Mm -hmm. or put it on my steering wheel or put it like on my bed. So I'm reading it as I'm laying down at night, like, um, fearfully and wonderfully made like, and then even Genesis, God made man and woman and he looked at it and it was very good, mm-hmm. um, in his own image. Mm-hmm. So remembering I'm made in the image of God. I'm not defined by my weight. I'm not defined by my height. Mm-hmm. I am not defined by my, um, you know, 
body fat percentage, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not even defined by how I feel about all of that. I'm mm-hmm. defined in this way because God said so. Um, and so when I can get back to that point, that is probably my healthiest mentally, my most confident, uh, it, I'm most confident in myself physically when I can get back there. And so that's the struggle and that's the fight in every season is processing through my own, you know, dealing with what's there, but also reminding myself of the truth. Yeah. It's so good. That's really so, good. So good. And it sounds like you're very aware of kind of this running narrative that you have. Like you can recognize when you are really going to like a darker place or like really mm-hmm. struggling in those ways and be able to be like, oh, I see myself doing this. I need to shift mm-hmm. my narrative in this and how I'm talking to myself and what I'm saying to myself and, and what I'm like accepting as truth, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, in those mm-hmm. in those you know, when you get to that space, mm-hmm. which is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Like the narrative that we run in our heads mm-hmm. carries so much weight because we absolutely will believe, especially those negative things mm-hmm. about ourselves. Yeah. And so if we can be aware of those and like scripture says, you know, take those things, take those thoughts captive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that that can be such a powerful tool for us to have. Which by the way is said, Paul says that right on the heels of like, it is not flesh and blood, blood of which we war against. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be remembering that because those thoughts, I mean, they make their way in Mm -hmm. and yes, we absolutely have to take captive, but we have to remember like, where do they really come from? They're not from each other. And again, he is working, the enemy is working to steal, kill and destroy. That means to steal our peace, to kill connection and relationship Mm -hmm. and just to destroy the same. I mean, in anything, I mean, you, you can add that to any single thing. So Yeah. Taking captive those thoughts and making sure that we like, what is the narrative? What am I telling myself and replacing it? Kayla, like you said, replacing it with truth, God's truth about what, who, what does he say about me? What does the father say about me? That is beautiful. Well, Kayla, I, appreciate you so much. I appreciate you for bringing up this topic, you know, back in February. Um, I appreciate you spending this time with us and being so honest and open and just, just sharing your wealth of knowledge just from your experience and just being here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on and letting me share my story and my experience and what I'm still walking in. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's super super important to talk about because it can feel so isolating and yeah so lonely yeah yeah but everybody that we know everybody that we come into contact with is walking through the same sort of struggle mm-hmm. yeah looks different but that's right it's an important thing to talk about for sure mm-hmm. yep yeah it's a great conversation we really do appreciate just the vulnerability in that mm-hmm. yeah for sure all right, so announcements. Um, just uh, look out for for the next episode. It'll be our second installment in this series that we're doing on body image. So um, just be watching for that, and that will um, be coming out in uh, two weeks mm-hmm. on the twenty third. The twenty third yeah. of is it? Wait, is that true? No, June. no, that's not true. On at the ninth of July. <laughs> We're already zooming through the summer. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. We need to get our lives together. Slow our rolls. Slow the rolls. Right? Yes. Slow Let's do rolls. that. So yeah, just 
I'm sure it'll be just as awesome as this one. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be great. I think just a really cool topic. So I'm yeah. looking forward to continuing with this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Will you pray for us, Shin? I will. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to get to delve into this topic. Um, we pray, Jesus, for deliverance from this, actually. <laughs> Um, we boldly come before you and just pray, Father, that you would protect um, all of our female brains, our female eyes, our ears, um, the way that we um, respond to this topic. Father, may you protect us from um, the enemy working in these ways um, against one another, against um, in between you know, spouses, and just waging the war inside of ourselves. Um, we don't want him to be stealing, killing, and destroying in the name of body image um, any longer. We want this to be completely wiped away and abolished. We need your presence in it because each and every one of us desires so, so deeply to have full freedom in this area. Help us, Father, to rely on you for reset buttons and to trust that my body is the expert here because of how you made my body. May that be true for each and every set of ears out there who's listening today. Would you, Holy Spirit, within us, teach us how to care for our bodies well. Teach us how to see our bodies the way you see them. Teach us how to think about our bodies the way you think about them. And just give us fresh, a fresh renewal in this area in our lives because we want freedom and we need you in the midst of that. Help us to love each other in this and understand each other in this. Help us to communicate with our spouses well in this and our partners, um, anybody that it would matter to have conversations with because I do think that um, it carries a lot of weight. This topic can carry a lot of weight. And I think by keeping the lines of communication open, there's so much freedom because we bring it to the light and you are in the light and your truth is there and your love. And we praise you for that, Father. In your holy, holy and precious name we pray. Amen.